Steve, let me ask you a personal question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do, you have, do you have a mother, Steve? I do indeed. Fantastic. Don't we all? <laughs> yeah, well, yes, we all do, but I'm sure you're a good son and you love your mother, don't you, Steve? Uh, uh, the best. I'm like legendary. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Very good. Well, I got a tip for you. You can really win Mother's Day. Win your mother over on Mother's Day. Cement your reputation as this really good son. Give your mom an Aura digital picture frame. Have you heard of these things, Steve? Yes, I have. They're loaded up with decades of photos. You can just like hook them up to the phone and then you get the photos running through it, kind of scrolling through it. You seen these things? Yeah, they're great. They're really cool. Yeah, and you can get everything. Uh, and Pictures of your mom, pictures of whoever, your family, your brothers, all, all these things. Things. They're a wonderful item. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code word ChinwagPod at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. And, and I had an incident in that place where I woke up in the middle of the night and it was really fucking hot all of a sudden. And all I could hear were these little like little little footsteps, something running around out in the sitting room part of the house and then knocks, like knocking in the walls and stuff like that. And then I swear to God, I had this experience of feeling like something got in the bed with me. I could literally feel the pressure of the thing getting in the bed behind me. And it put its arms around me and started squeezing me. And I swear to God, it whispered in my ear. It went, don't move. Like that. Really? That, yeah. that was me, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> now the truth comes out. I wish. Oh, my God. That would have been so fucking classic. Hello and welcome to the very first inaugural episode of Chinwag with myself, Paul Giamatti, and my colleague, Dr. Stephen Asma. Professor indeed. Stephen Asma. Indeed, yes, indeed. indeed, sir. And what Thank is you. a chinwag? Maybe we nicely should, said. Uh, yeah. Maybe we should at least tell people it's like a, it's a chat. It's mm -hmm. a conversation that may or may not go anywhere. It's As if we were in a, in a bar or having a, a nice dinner together. Or we were stoned in our college dorm room. <laughs> that's right. The kind of conversation that's all over the map. It could be any crazy thing. That's what we're we're Because we're hammered, and then we're going to get in a fight. And then we're going <laughs> to exactly. get in a fight, and we're going to get thrown out, and then that's, that's it. And, and Every chinwag will end with <laughs> exactly. a violent... <laughs> <laughs> a violent confrontation, hopefully. <laughs> Actually, this week, starting off this first episode, we oh, are going yeah. to be speaking with the Academy Award winning, yes, the one and only Academy Award winning actor, writer, and musician, Mr. Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, and, and we're going to be talking about spooky tales and uh, sort of yes. ghost stories and psychics. Yes, we're going to get into sort of personal encounters with the uh, uncanny and the paranormal, with ghosts indeed. And, and indeed with psychics as well. So... Here we go. Talking to Mr. Billy Bob Thornton in three, two, one. Engage. Nice. <laughs> nice. Our very special guest today, Mr. Billy Bob Thornton, a very talented Academy Award winning actor and screenwriter. And out of sight musician. Uh, in fact, he'll be touring the U.S. and Europe this summer with his band, The Box Masters. But we are about to go deep 
Real Deep <laughs> with Billy Bob Thornton. Hey, Paul. <laughs> hey, man. Nice <laughs> to see you. My buddy Steve, thanks for, thanks for doing yeah. this, Billy. I really appreciate it. We worked on that, on that JFK movie. Um, and one of the things, that was, we were in Dallas, and we stayed in that hotel, which was one yeah. of the most haunted hotels, haunted places in America, I think. Right? Oh, yeah. Remember this? Yeah. I remember it very clearly, yeah. You go. Right. You got to come check out this fucking room and make sure it's okay. Right. right. And I would yeah. go down there, and every time it was a really weird fucking room. And, yeah. And the room I was in was really weird. Um, and I remembered that you have a kind of thing about ghosts, or you have a thing about hauntedness, or you have a thing about that to begin with anyway? Yeah, kind of. I mean, I have... Uh... I, I'm not good with, and this has nothing to do with ghosts. Uh, people mm -hmm. assume it is, but I'm not big on uh, like old castle-y looking places with, you know, those uh, velvet chairs with the gold ornate stuff on them and, you <laughs> yeah. know, stuff like Louis Fourteenth with a set around it. <laughs> yeah. I can't eat around stuff like that. I have some, you know, phobias that uh, prevent me from uh, my culinary enterprises. Oh, uh, really? And it, and, it, and it causes a, a food thing, too. Like you don't want to... Yeah, it yeah. just makes you unable to eat around them because of the anxiety? Uh, no, I'm just creeped out around old stuff. But, but also <laughs> ghosts. I'm more interested in... Go ghosts don't creep me out exactly unless they sort of surprise you or stick around for a while. Uh -huh. And then I well, start did to you, get... Did you guys have an actual experience in this hotel where like something was eerie, like in the room? I did. I did because the feng shui was all off. Like it was like the door was two, it was two feet too far over. The windows were too fucking small and too high up. And I always think that that really, I buy, buy the idea that like, if there's a ghost in there, it can't get out because it can't find the fucking door and it can't find the fucking window. And I really buy it. And that place was really screwy. It was like, everything was really weird. And, and I had an incident in that place where I woke up in the middle of the night and it was really fucking hot all of a sudden. And all I could hear were these little like little, little footsteps, something running around out in the sitting room part of the house. And then knocks like knocking in the walls and stuff like that. And then I swear to God, I had this experience of feeling like something got in the bed with me. I could literally feel the pressure of the thing getting in the bed behind me. And it put its arms around me and started squeezing me. And I swear to God, it whispered in my ear. It went, don't move. Like that. <laughs> really? Yeah. That, that was and, me, Paul. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now the truth goes I out. Wish, oh, my God. That would have been so fucking classic. The classic thing is I got so scared, I could all I could manage to do was, I, and I would never do this in a movie. I, I, you would think you'd scream. And all I could manage was, all I could do was this. I just started going, help, help. <laughs> That kind of thing happens to people a lot. It's called sleep paralysis, I guess, which I don't really know a whole lot about. Yeah, you can't, uh, you have the feeling that something's on your chest and you're kind of halfway awake and halfway asleep. But there's some switch that like turns your body off. Even though your brain thinks a monster's chasing you, your body just sort of stays real still. Weird. Yeah. And so it gives you that feeling that you're actually being chased by something. That hotel for me was strange because like my room or rooms as you said uh the main one i stayed in 
the ceiling was really high. <laughs> and I kind of like small spaces. I don't know. I just feel safer. I don't know what it is. But it had a really high ceiling. And like you said, the windows were in a weird position. And yeah. Those giant, heavy, old, creepy drapes. Yeah. So it looked haunted already. Yeah. And uh, But where the bed was, and then there's this big room. And to get to your door, you couldn't see your door because there was a long hallway. Right. From your door, you had to walk down this long hallway. You turn left, and there's your room. Yeah. But it's your private hallway. Well, it seemed like a waste of space. Uh, it's just a, a long hallway. That's where I heard my stuff was in that hallway. I would hear things at the door, and I would hear something walking and breathing down yeah. that hallway, and a sort of grumbling sound, like somebody muttering, like like yeah. early Popeye. Uh, <laughs> and, and, that's uh, fucking freaky. Yeah, it was pretty weird. Yeah. That's yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, everything is off. And so literally, it's like, if there's something in there, it's not going to be able to get out. <laughs> the feng you know? shui. Yeah. yeah, the feng shui is all <clears throat> fucked up. And it's, yeah, that's, really. and, yeah. And, and, and I also have a thing about if a mirror is in a weird fucking place, it's like, yeah. if it's not somewhere where it's going to naturally reflect somebody, I'm like, that's a fucking, you know, gateway for shit to jump back <laughs> and forth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, it's like, that's really... Weird. I just want to, you know, meet some of these rascals, you know, you know, like uh, aliens or ghosts or something. Because I've actually imagined myself sitting in the room like I've seen a ghost. Uh, and, uh, you know, when you're at home a lot, you develop a rich fantasy life. But anyway, <laughs> I, uh, so I imagine uh, that there's like a, you know, like a guy sitting there. Yes. I mean, let's say let's say it's like you know George Washington or whoever it is. Sure. And then and then I just say, look, you know, don't like knife me or anything. Can I just like talk to you a minute? And uh, and I actually imagined myself doing that, and I always want it. And I think maybe because I've had a lot of experiences with ghosts, and so I, have my wife, my daughter, my uh -huh. brother. Uh, okay. And. Uh, but they're they're crazy things, and I and I, I feel somehow that I I think if you let yourself go with it, yeah, that maybe it's easier because you know to, to let it in. I yeah, guess. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's interesting. And let me just ask you: Have you literally had the experience of literally seeing a person who's there who's not there? I have not. Okay. But uh, I, I've only experienced sounds and uh -huh. voices, uh -huh. uh, sounds, voices, and knowing somebody's walking up the stairs behind you and, uh -huh. and you actually hear them walking up the stairs. Uh -huh. uh, my wife in our old house in Beverly Hills, uh, uh, it was built in 1925. It was a pretty crazy place. And it was 13,000 square feet. So, I mean, you had a lot of room. A lot for of room ghosts, for shit to get there trapped a, in there. Oh, and our housekeeper... And my wife both saw this guy in the dining room there. Really? And my son and I both heard and had the same experience with a voice when we were at separate times, uh -huh. you know. Uh -huh. Yeah. Stephen, I have an alarming bit of trivia for you. This is really, this is, yeah, this is kind of gross. So buckle up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is this alarmed me. Did you know that traditional bedsheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat, Steve? Come on. That's disturbing. That's disturbing, isn't it? 
You can get the acne, it can get you the stuffy nose, it can bump up the allergies. It's awful. That's gross. It's gross. I had no idea. Well, Steve, Miracle Made offers a whole line of self-cleaning, eco-friendly bedding, such as sheets, pillowcases, and comforters that prevent 99% of bacteria and requires three times less laundry. I'm telling you, I, I got these sheets. I wake up and I feel a little bit clearer. I feel cleaner already, Steve. I feel clean as a whistle. It's, it's not a joke. And that's good. They make the perfect holiday gift. All your friends and family can sleep clean with Miracle. Who doesn't want better sleep and luxurious feeling bed sheets? Go to trymiracle.com slash chinwag to try it today or gift it to someone special this holiday season. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Save over 40%. And if you use our promo chinwag at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product. It's backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't a 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash chinwag and use the code chinwag to claim your free three-piece towel set, Steve, and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash chinwag to treat yourself, a friend, or loved one this holiday season. This is Paul Giamatti speaking. And this is Stephen Asma. And this episode of Chinwag is sponsored by BetterHelp. It is indeed, Steve. Let me ask you a blunt question. Do you ever feel stuck, Steve? <laughs> I'm serious. Do you ever feel kind of stuck in the mud? Every day, my friend. Yeah. Every damn day. And then what happens is you get overwhelmed because you're kind of stuck, right? True. As I get older, and I am getting older, folks, I may not look it. You may <laughs> think, oh, he's like Dorian Gray. He's going backwards. Yeah, Wow, he's, he's, he's going backwards. I am getting older, folks. It's hard to believe. The thing I notice is how important it is to maintain a balance. You know, I guess you'd call it work-life balance. I don't think I'm alone here, but therapy's helped me do this, this balance. It can help you find equilibrium. It can help you feel more empowered in the decisions you make, the boundaries and priorities you set. It's good in that way. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. And all you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Sometimes that's hard, right, to find the right person. So this helps. You can change. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with better help. Visit betterhelp.com slash chinwag today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash chinwag. Most of the experiences I've had have also been auditory. I've heard a voice. I've heard voices. No, I've never seen something. I felt like the presence and stuff, but I've heard voices. But I agree with you because when I, I first moved out to Seattle... And I had a lot, and I had suddenly, and it was right after my father had died, very young, very suddenly. And I had a lot of these crazy experiences, ghosts and weird precognitive things. I could tell the, you know, uh, what song was going to be on the radio, turn the radio on. The phone was about to ring, the phone would ring, and I'd know who was, gonna, was calling and stuff. And I think it's because I was very depressed. And I actually mm. think my whatever you call it, spirit or soul or something was really open because I just was so fucking like laid out by what had happened. But is it possible that you guys are, I'll play the skeptic here, you guys are <laughs> actors 
And mm-hmm. like maybe, you know, creative people maybe are more imagination prone. Like you, not it's not a delusion, but maybe you see the world through your imagination in a way that like the average accountant, you know, is not. And then maybe most of, there's like a separation between here's what I'm imagining and what's real, but sometimes there's like a slippage and these things get confused together. It does, it still can be very meaningful because maybe it's part of your psyche trying to tell you your other part of your mind something important, like, you know, yeah. trade that car or whatever it was. Like, yeah. there could still be something meaningful in it, but maybe it's not really there. Well, the thing is, is I, that uh, I can totally understand what you're saying, uh, that Paul and I are both really good actors, but... Uh, <laughs> If, if it were just me having the experience, that's one thing. Yeah. But then my wife has the same thing. Yeah. My daughter has it. My, my son has it. And my son and I had exactly the same experience in the same house. I had it around one or two in the morning. And the next morning, he stayed out all night with a friend of his. This yeah. when he was a teenager running all over Hollywood. And <laughs> the next morning, he said to me, the weirdest thing happened to me, exactly what happened to me in the same places right. and the same voice happened to him yeah. the next morning. Wow. I, so, I had a similar, yeah, yeah, yeah. Similar thing happened in my sister's house where she had heard voices in this particular place at this particular time. And I didn't believe it. And she lived in this fucked up weird house with fucked up feng shui and the doors were all in the wrong fucking place and the mirrors were all in the wrong fucking place. <laughs> and it was like, and, and I heard the same. Now, maybe I'm super suggestible, but I've had some incidents that are just seem too hard to, to refute because they're in too- In Scotland, they, they have this idea that you, you could have second sight, which mm-hmm. they, is like we call sixth sense, like you see ghosts or your precognition. And they think it, it does like run in families. They think that it, it might be something that you, you pass down, you know, and that they think you're seeing like the ghost is like a spirit double. Like you have a spirit doppelganger who's always with you. Oh. And somebody who has second sight is able to like see them or hear them and, and know what they're about. And then they deliver information. But they oh, think it runs cool. in families. Is it like a guardian angel almost too? Or I something? guess, and then sometimes it gets free and runs around. <laughs> oh wow! No shit, really. What's That's the, interesting. What's the, th- what's the thing that happens where, like, I don't know a lot of these theories, but the the thing where they say that like life is going on just over in this other plane right next to you all the time. Yeah. You well, know, or something like that and, yeah. that, and that every now and then they poke their head in here or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So, like a multiverse yeah. thing. Like yeah, like a multiverse parallel universe kind of thing. Well, that's a, there's a whole theory that I'm going to talk right out my ass <laughs> because I don't really know. I'm going to say that there's a whole theory like this and I don't actually know what the fuck I'm talking about. But there is some idea that it's like deja vu, I think, too, that it's somehow something from the future slips through a crack and you see it and then the crack closes up again but i had a dream once and and it was right before i woke up and in the dream i uh i kept seeing a photograph like a kind of 1940s headshot glam shot of an actress from the 40s and the name kept coming to me eleanor parker eleanor parker you and I kept thinking in the dream. I kept thinking, I don't. Who the fuck is Eleanor Parker? I don't know Eleanor Parker. And I kept thinking, is this a real 
person or am I having a dream and this is a name coming to me? So I woke up and I went and I, you know, fucking Googled Eleanor Parker. And yeah, she was an yeah. actress. Yeah. And she beautiful. was a, yeah, beautiful uh, yeah. and well-regarded actress and shit like that. And about two hours later, buddy of mine who lives on, on the West Coast, I was, in, I was in Cape Cod, writes to me and he's a big old movie buff and he writes to me and he says... Oh, have you ever seen this Robert Mitchum movie? And I can't remember what the fuck it was called. Home is the Sailor, I think. And he said, oh, it's a great movie. You got to watch it. Bob Mitchum, out of sight in it. And Eleanor Parker's really fucking great in it. Uh, and I thought, and to me, that's more proof because it's so fucking random. Like, it doesn't matter. It's not like I imagined I was going to get attacked by a shark or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I've always been interested that people say that they dream in black and white. Like there's some people mm -hmm. dream in black and white. I don't believe that. Do they? I mean, it's like, I never I have dreamed in black and white, but I don't I, know what I dream in. Really? Yeah. It's hard to say. They yeah. say that about, uh, like the like DMT and certain kinds of, um, psychotropic substances will actually feel more real than like, than this or just regular life, because there must be something like, that's activating the emotional system in the brain. Maybe black and white is just so like clarified values and the emotions or something. Honestly, I, I don't know what I'm dreaming in. Huh? Do, Do you, you remember your dreams? I know the dreams. I, rem I remember dreams not very often though. Really? I, I, I rarely remember dreams. And when I do, they're usually like horrible dreams. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I don't remember many good dreams. Uh, but, uh, that's, uh, I, it's it's funny because it's almost like a feeling. You're seeing things, yeah, or I, I'm seeing things. But like if you asked me right after I woke up from a dream, if yeah. you said well, what color was the bus, I probably yeah. couldn't tell you. That's mm. interesting. I always think an interesting thing, you know, when they do dreams and movies and stuff, it's rare you ever see somebody do it well because you can't capture that weird sense of like because this is the thing i always think is weird it's like i'm both observing it but i can see myself but i can not see mm -hmm. myself at the same time i'm sort of like i mean it's almost like you have a double that's like mm -hmm. it's like the, you're you like you can see everything at once you can see yourself you can see and you can never capture that on film you just never will right. be able to that's do true. that yeah it's like you're the first person and the third person yeah have you ever have you ever uh, had uh, like the lucid dreaming thing have either of you guys done the lucid lucid dreaming i never know exactly what that means so you got to tell me. Yeah. It means like you can kind of control yourself. Like you realize you're dreaming and you're like, I'm going to look at my, I remember reading all those Carlos Castaneda books and they were like, look at your hands in the dream. Because if you look at your hands, <laughs> that's the way you get like control in the dream world. And uh -huh. so I did that until I could look at my hands and then it freaked me out. And then I stopped wanting to do that. So you could actually control your dream. Yeah. World. And so like guys who have PTSD will learn how to do this because they keep going back to some horrible trauma in the field. And then they learn like, okay, when I'm being pulled back there, I can move my dream over to some happy field of, you know. Wow, really? Pleasantries, yeah. So they it helps them deal with the trauma, I think. So it's a kind of therapy. In part, oh, wow, yeah. that's interesting. Well, now, you know, I met Carlos Castaneda. No. Oh, really? No, no shit. I really? I did. What was he like? I did. Yeah. And uh, he was just this little guy who, uh, <laughs> I mean... He didn't tell me anything profound. He was speaking to some people at an old friend of mine's house, and I mm. was invited. I went over there. And uh, 
But I did talk to him alone in the kitchen at one point, and the only thing I remember him saying was he doesn't understand why people drink orange juice when they have a cold, because it's like because all you're doing is burning your throat and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, that was a deep wisdom. Castaneda. He was yeah. laying some wow. heavy shit on you right there. Uh, yeah, that's good uh, thing. Yeah, all that juice sense. Yeah. <laughs> all that peyote will, will turn you on to yeah, that. Right. Absolutely deep insights. That's really funny. But it was, yeah. hasn't hasn't he been revealed that like all of it was made up? Or something like that, wasn't That's it? That's what like, I heard. That's yeah, what I heard right. Too. That it was yeah. all yeah. some of it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah the Indian Don Juan was the sh- shaman, and I don't know if he was made up or if it was just really, you know, amplified. Like uh, I suppose it was but if the guy, but if the guy's just going out and just tripping his balls off on stuff, and <laughs> and he's seeing all that and writing it down, what's the difference? I mean, in right. a way, it's no, right. like, exactly. You know what I mean, it's like I I a suppose. pretty good book. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I like, I, yeah, I'm like, oh, that's pretty interesting to me. I'll buy that shit for sure, absolutely. If you go trip your ass off like that and do that stuff, that's interesting. I, I, I didn't know. So they use that dream theory as as a th- kind of therapy now. Yeah, I, wow. For, definitely for guys, for soldiers who've been through the shit. You know, it's a way of like reprogramming them because their dreams like are nightmarish, and if you can get them to have some control over it, then it's really helpful. And that can hop over to something else. Yeah. Wow, that's fucking crazy. A lot of my students want to do lucid dreaming, but I'm like, I don't even want to have that control. I have, I, like, I want to relinquish control at night when I go to sleep. I don't want to fucking control stuff. Yeah, I want to see what kind of crazy yeah. ass stuff comes up. Yeah. I can well, think of a couple of things. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I tell you, actually, the flying thing. I had a fly. I had a flying dream not too long ago that I'd never had one of those before, where people talk about they fly in dreams. It feels great. It feels great, and I've only had it a couple of times. But Me too. I I had a thing that it was a recurring thing uh, for a period of a couple of years. Yeah, and then it kind of went away. I wish it'd come back, but. I had the ability to, I couldn't fly. It's not like I started flapping my wings and I flew. I had the ability <laughs> to jump up. I felt light as a balloon. Yeah. I could jump up and float around the house Amazing. and look down. Amazing. And, and, or I could be out in the field. I could jump up and I could be Amazing. up where the trees and the birds are Amazing. and I could see everything, but it didn't last. I, I after yeah. a while, I would start to sink back down and then I would jump again, but I was totally in control of getting off the ground and going That's up cool. there. I just couldn't fly. That's really cool. And then uh, when I was a little kid, I had two recurring dreams, which uh, are really disturbing. One, <laughs> uh, one of them, I think it was because when I was a kid, they had like the red scare, you know, and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. It was during the, you know, uh, Cuban Missile Crisis, mm-hmm. you know, different things, like when I was really small. Mm. And um, so maybe I just heard the adults talking, but. I, I would, in this dream, all I did was jump up in the air and I stayed in the air, but I was way up there. And then, you know, those fighter jets that have the pointy sharp mm-hmm. thing on the, you know, it's like a yeah. MIG yeah. or whatever. It's like an antenna thing. Right, yeah. And it would stab me right through the middle, like through the solar plexus. Wow. And, Jesus. But, wow. but I, I didn't feel it because it stopped before it actually happened. Wow. It was a very short dream. Uh, and, uh, the other one I had, uh, that I had for years and I've actually had in recent years, I walk into a giant factory. It looks like a soundstage actually. Uh, like if, if there were nothing on a soundstage, 
you know, it was that kind of big, only the ceiling is even higher. And I walk in there and there's a, a metal ladder that goes straight up to a catwalk, which is right up next to the roof, the catwalk. Mm. And nothing else was really in there. I walk in, I climb this ladder, which takes forever. And in the <laughs> dream, and it was actually in real time, you know. Right. But uh, <clears throat> so I climb the ladder. I get up there and I walk along the catwalk and it's got the grating where you can still see uh, uh, mm. through it. You know, I know that I have to jump. It's a concrete floor. Yeah. I know that I've got to jump. Yeah. There's nothing that can stop me from doing it. Yeah. So I jump and I know I'm going to live. Uh-huh. So I jump and I hit the concrete floor and my knees, uh, like from my feet up to my knees, the shins and everything, it just hurts like it's just blazing pain. Right. And then I turn, I look back at the ladder and I start climbing the ladder again. And I keep doing that. In wow. The That's like, and shit. yeah. So, uh, and then at some point I either wake up or the dream dissolves or whatever, but yeah. I've and that's, it over a, that's a more, re that's a, you've had that more recently. Since I was a kid. Since you were a kid. All the way to. Wow. But all the way up until I probably had it the last time, maybe a couple of years ago. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had that experience of something going on for that long. That's amazing. But yeah. always a pain in your legs and stuff. Always. Always. Stress related? Like uh, your life, real life is stressful, then you have yeah, it? Do or you no? Yeah. Do you feel it at a certain time? Do you have it at a well, certain it, time? It's hard to tell because I'm always stressed. <laughs> I mean, I have a, I have a you know, terrible anxiety disorder. So, I mean, like, honest, honest yeah, to God, yeah, yeah. real anxiety disorder. Jeez. Yeah. No, and, listen, uh, I feel like I'm developing one these days, but yeah. 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 So, uh, so it's hard to tell with me, but, uh, I mean, it seemed to say something pretty simple to me. Sure. Which was, look this ain't easy Stop. you got a hill you got a hill to climb yeah and every now and then it's it's gonna hurt but you got to keep climbing that keep ladder going. i mean it, yeah. it sounds like something like the coach and hoosiers would say but <laughs> you know what i mean it's like no totally no i mean yeah. sometimes it seems like it's a pretty clear <laughs> message being sent to you you know like yeah, I don't that's know what i think uh yeah i think dreams are doing that like they're basically things you need to hear about your real life the dream comes in and gives you a kind of <clears throat> disguised version of it so you can take it in yeah yeah no totally and an interesting thing to that talking about ghosts is that <coughs> i don't know about you billy if you ever or or you steve if you guys dream about dead people if you dream about people if you dream like i dream about i don't dream often about my mother or my father who are both dead for a long time but it's like every time they appear i always think to myself this is a ghost, actually. Now yeah. I'm seeing a ghost, and they've come into this realm of of existence, and I'm I'm seeing a ghost, and there's a reason I'm seeing them. I don't know why, or they're trying to tell me something, or so you know, because I have a kind of notion that dead people continue to evolve and change and exist wherever the hell they are, and that you know that that and your you 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 your relationship in them. This is crazy. I'm I'm saying something really crazy, but in your relationship to them can continue to evolve and that they're still growing somewhere. And so when you see them in your dreams, they're telling you something. It may not necessarily be clear what it is. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But, boy, I, I sound really crazy. No, I, I like, I sort of, <laughs> I've been the skeptic, and I'm like, I like this one. I'm like, yeah, I'm with you on this one. <laughs> like, in, I lived in Cambodia for a while, and in Thailand, and everybody thinks that in Cambodia and Thailand. Oh, really? Like, that's not weird at all. Like, yeah, that's just absolutely really? part of the common, like, breathing the oxygen. It's everywhere. Trees yeah. are wrapped in, like, special cloths. Offerings are everywhere. They're looking to have dreams of their relatives. Like, it's yeah. way... It's like what you just said, basically. Yeah. Well, 99% uh, of the people in Japan or something believe in ghosts. Some huge number of people believe in ghosts. Huh. That's pretty yeah. fucking You know, that, yeah. I was over there. Uh, this has nothing whatsoever to do with ghosts. Excellent. <laughs> Go for it. That's what this show's about. Yeah, please. It's just that when somebody says Cambodia, it's like, uh, you know, I've, I've only been to Phoenix and Cambodia. <laughs> but anyway, so it's like, well, I'm going to get my two cents worth. <laughs> anyways, I was in Cambodia a couple of times. Mm. And we went there to the, uh, and I really felt something cool there. Uh, but we went up to the temple there at Angkor Wat, you know, the... Yeah. Top of the mountain there with the yeah. ruins of the temple there. And, you know, it's a pretty great thing to be able to say you've done. You know, yes. it's like a cool thing. And so we took an elephant up this trail up the mountain, you know, and I'm, I'm not, I got to say, uh, motorcycles, hot rods, I'm good. I don't like to be on animals. <laughs> and I'm with you. So, you know, it just yeah. doesn't work for me. <laughs> And uh, I mean, because I figure if you're on a giant animal, why is it not going to kill you? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's right? exactly what I was so, just about to say. The fucking thing. Why doesn't it wants to kill you for yeah. sure? Yeah, this is a shot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're going up on this elephant and you're in the little basket thing. You're sitting in on the elephant. And it's this tiny little trail up this mountain. And to the left is like, it goes straight down into the jungly mm. stuff, you know? Mm. And uh, so if this elephant falls, we're done. Mm. But, and there's this young Cambodian guy who, who is driving the elephant. He sits sort of like on its neck and he's barefoot. He's got his feet on the ears, you know, like uh, paddling a, a, mm-hmm. some kind of little boat thing. And uh, he literally uses his feet to steer the elephant, yeah. you know, this way or that way. And uh, <laughs> so we're going up this trail. Well, the, the kid knew how to make music with a leaf. Uh-huh. He could, he <laughs> would, course. he picked a leaf off a thing and he puts it in his mouth and he starts this whistling sound and he plays a song mm. with this leaf in his mouth. Right. And, uh, <clears throat> anyway, he told us in broken English that the elephant hated it when he does his, 
whistling leaf song. <laughs> and so sure enough, a couple minutes later, the elephant, and I'm not shitting you about this. Mm -hmm. A couple of minutes later, the elephant reaches up to a branch with his trunk, tears the branch off and hits the kid in the head. <laughs> and that is no joke. I got no, one sure. that. I'm sure. I'd buy it. Oh, I yeah, I totally believe that, yes. They're, they're super smart. They're yeah, super, totally smart, super smart, right? I'm not no. going to fuck with an elephant. <laughs> no way. No. Yeah, There's I'm an not. elephant in South Korea that uh, it taught itself to say Korean words by folding its trunk into its mouth and making the noises. And they're like, it sounds like it's saying Korean. And that the theory is not that it knew what it was saying, <laughs> but it knew that if it made these noises, it could bond with these you know, Korean people, like the animals are really like sensitive to those kind of like emotional bonds. And it was trying to bond with them just like a dog does. So it just figured out I can make sounds that sound like what these yeah. people, is yes. it saying anything? Is it saying anything real or is it just yeah, saying their fucking... words? They're words, but it doesn't know what it's saying. Like it's saying the right. words as a way to connect to them, even though it doesn't know the meaning of the words. It's like those sign language gorillas and shit like that. Yeah. Although, in the meantime, this that very elephant is going to watch this podcast. And go, Steve, yeah, we're such fucked. a prick. I knew exactly what I was saying. <laughs> totally. I know exactly what I was saying. Skeptical yeah. asshole did yeah. not understand. In, in Korean, he's going to be telling everybody the fucking guy on that podcast is shrunk in his fucking mouth. Absolutely. Holy shit. Well, well how now, did you like Anchor Watt? Sorry, sorry, Paul. No, no, great. no, no. It was great. Yeah, I had a, I went over there a couple of times, and uh, it, you know, it felt just. Uh, I mean, I, I felt good there. You know, it was, and it was also my kind of weather. You know, like hot and humid. I like that. Oh, you like that? Yeah, well, because I grew up in the South. I was going to say, so is that what it was like? I missed that. You know, yeah. So in Arkansas, but, and the people were very friendly there. And, if I could ask uh, you guys your, your opinion on two things about this. One's the ghost thing, which I'll get to. But the first one is you mentioned Star Trek earlier. I love watching the old Star Trek. You Me know, too. I mean, you can't help it. So, but here's my question. So what qualifies someone as an alien just made me laugh. First uh -huh. of all, <laughs> first of all, these are, these, these guys are from here. Sh yeah. uh, you know, Shatner and those guys, <laughs> but that evidently far into the future, they look just like us. Only they wear tight <laughs> clothes with a little emblem on it. Yes. Yeah. It's like, I mean, why do, I mean, you know, well, you know yeah. the history of where you were. Why, do you, why don't you wear a shirt with big collars every now and then, <laughs> you know, and then the aliens, yeah. then the aliens, it's like you, they land on this planet and they run into these aliens who look just like the guys on, on the Enterprise, only they have a green thing above their eyebrow. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You know they're, what I mean? They're blue and they have some fucking things on their heads. But it was always, no, it always bothered me that everybody spoke English. But even in the other ones as it went along, even in the, like, you know, the one with uh, Patrick Stewart, and they still were pretty, like, human. They didn't really have them be anything all that Those weird. Those are budgetary constraints, man. Those are budget constraints. Yeah, I suppose so. Well, I mean, where's, the thing that, where's the thing that looks like a praying mantis? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there's the <laughs> ones. Although they did have some, they did. They had the one where the fucking things fell off the ceiling. They looked like omelets, and they would fall on. Oh, and one yeah. of them, one of them fell on Spock, and it like you know to put some parasite in him, and they would just drop down on Leonard Nimoy. So occasionally they they would do something. Yeah, but that's always yeah. you know that's always. But I, if you have, you never did any kind of Star Trek thing, did you? <clears throat> no, no, uh, uh, I did Matlock. 
<laughs> but, but, uh, Same thing. Not slanting, I did. Did uh, you really? But well, I mean, one scene, you know, hey, I was like the, fr- the friendly rancher or something. <laughs> right? and, uh, so uh, this was early on in their career. Uh-huh, sure, but, uh, that sounds awesome. But uh, I never did a, any kind of science fiction movie. I did a creepy in the eighties. I did a. Uh, a movie called Chopper Chicks in Zombie Town. It's a zombie movie. <laughs> oh, really? That actually, it's like one of those trauma films. Sure. And it actually kind of became a cult classic. Sure. Thing. I was I was in uh, I was in uh, at Cannes for the film festival for some. Uh, did, man did, that, wasn't there, did, did Chopper Chicks play at Cannes? Were you there? <laughs> of with course. Chicks? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. It was in a it was in a very special category. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. uh, but. Uh, Anyway, I was there and I did this talk with Roger Ebert where he was the uh-huh. moderator of the audience, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Roger was always very cool to me and stuff. And usually if you thought some of mine was shitty, I agreed with him, you know? Uh-huh. But, uh-huh. Uh, but anyways, we were doing this talk and he said, by the way, uh, I have something for you that one of the fans brought. Uh-huh. Now, mind you, at the time when we did Chopper Chicks in Zombie Town, <laughs> I'm like the 12th person on the call sheet right uh-huh. or maybe, maybe lower uh-huh. Uh-huh. and uh I'm, i was in the whole movie but i, I still wasn't i mean there were like <laughs> eight eight girls who were biker chicks who sure. were way ahead of me yeah absolutely that. yeah and so i'm not even mentioned when the movie comes out but uh <laughs> anyway uh so uh then Roger says, I got you a gift. One of the fans brought it and I've signed it to you. Mm. So he hands me a DVD of Chopper Chicks in Zombie Town, which now has nothing but my face right. on it. <laughs> right, right. What, and it says Academy Award winner. Chopper Chicks in Zombie Town. Awesome. Uh, isn't that <laughs> that's, amazing? That's fantastic. That of course. <laughs> yeah. Of course, man. Was it an actual trauma movie? Was it a trauma movie? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh man, that's so great! Who did you play? Who did you play in Chopper Chicks? I don't remember my name. <laughs> I was going to say, do you remember? Yeah, I played the the husband, the estranged husband of the lead biker girl, okay. whose name was Jamie Rose. She was on a, a red haired girl, curly red hair. She was on a cop show called Lady Blue, that used to play, uh, I think, in the eighties or something. She was the lead. And the guy who was in the costume of Howard the Duck. Oh, wow. Really? A little person. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and Martha Quinn, uh, uh, MTV. The MTV, MTV video. VK. Wow. Yeah, she, she Making a cameo it. and doing a whole like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Was that, before, was that before she was on MTV or is that like? No, she was she... already on MTV. Yeah. Wow. So they got wow. her to be in that. She was the star. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that's a big catch. That's a, that's a big catch. And at one time, I'm sure it was her face on the fucking box. <laughs> yeah, and it exactly. said Martha Quinn, MTV. What was, what was the other thing you were going to ask us? You said you had two things. The other Star thing Trek is, is about ghosts and their attire. Mm. <laughs> now, in real life, I've like I said, I've only heard them. I haven't seen them. But in movies and on TV shows, you got the kind who you don't see, mm-hmm. who just like you felt the pressure on the bed and uh, whatever, mm-hmm. and the one that comes in and makes love to you in the middle of the night, but mm-hmm. you never see them. You feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the sucky bitch. And uh, mm-hmm. so right. you, oh yeah, right. Yeah. So you got that. Now you got the uh, 
just sort of like shimmering blob, <laughs> uh, you know, sure. and then, <laughs> and then, and then, the, uh, then you got, uh, the, the you, then you got the guys who were just in the clothes they died in. And yeah. Right. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, so if, you know, so if Benjamin Franklin does come around, He's wearing the whole thing, yes. the, the yes. waistcoat and the thing, and he's got his glasses on. Yes. And it's like, well, how does that happen? I mean, <laughs> yeah. How, you know, but when you come back, you're in right. your clothing. Right. And then you got the woman who changes into a white dress, I guess, when she dies. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> yeah, right. Like know. Benjamin Franklin happens to be dressed exactly like you expect Benjamin Franklin to be dressed. Yeah. 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 No, if there if there are ghosts, they've got to be shimmering blobs. That yeah. is what I think. I definitely right. buy the shimmering blob thing yes. for sure. Right. I don't I don't know if I've ever seen <laughs> seen a shimmering blob, but I definitely I I'm gonna keep my eyes peeled for a shimmering blob. No, you you never see like a naked ghost. Nobody ever talks about no. a ghost being naked. And and but I'm exactly. sure that why wouldn't they be if they're coming right out of the I tomb mean, and shit? Exactly. I mean, yeah. after the autopsy, did they go get dressed? Right. <laughs> right. I wonder if anybody sees a guy. Well, I mean, you hear about people walking around holding their own head and stuff like that. You know, like if they had their oh, head yeah, cut yeah. off. But I, I I never buy that kind of ghost. I'm always sort of like I don't yeah. think I buy the guy who walks down the hallway every no. night with the head holding his head and stuff like that. A shimmering I'm blob. A shimmering blob. <laughs> yeah, a shimmering, a shimmering <clears throat> blob, on the other hand. I think shimmering blob is going to be my memoir title. That's going to be, be either that or my band name. I think that shimmering, shimmering blob. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. exactly. Fantastic. Shimmering Holy blob God. is a good band name. It's a really good band name. Fantastic, man. Well, Thanks, Billy Bob. This was amazing. Hey, thank you guys. Yeah. Thank no, you. And if I and if I've offended either of you guys or anyone else, I apologize. <laughs> you uh, have not. I just, you know, have to speak from my heart. About uh, absolutely. Topic. Listen, you can't offend me. It's almost impossible to offend me. So I'm not a good gauge. I don't know. We'll have to check it and see if anybody else got offended. But anyway, man, I, I can't. I appreciate it so much. Thanks, yeah. Billy Bob. Thank Honestly. you. All right. Thank you guys. Well, thanks for spending time with us, friends. Uh, Steve, what did we learn this week? I uh, learned that an elephant, if I stuff my trunk in my mouth, I'll be able to speak Korean. No, um, I'm not sure. Uh, I learned, what did we learn, Steve? I learned well, we learned, uh, here's what we learned. We learned that you must set up your house with some good feng shui or the ghosts yes. will get stuck inside your house. Particularly mirrors. Don't fuck around with mirrors because that's a portal to the other world. I'm not, you're laughing and I'm, I'm dead fucking serious and you're laughing at me, but I'm serious. And, uh, and what else? We learned that shimmering blob is a category of, uh, of, um, of ghost, of ghost yes. and, and falling omelet is a category of alien. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. That's all we can hope to learn. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Lessons for life. And of course, if you like what we're doing, and even if you don't, especially if you don't, I like a little dust up. I like to get into it with you people. There you go. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and TikTok. Any weird topics you have and you want us to tackle those, please write us. Questions at chinwagpod.fm. Or find us on Instagram or TikTok at ChinwagPod or on Twitter at Chinwag underscore pod. That's Chinwag underscore pod. And if it's strange enough, then maybe we're going to answer it on this very podcast. 
Chinwag is a production of Treefort Media and Touchy Feely Films, hosted and executive produced by Paul Giamatti and Stephen Asma. Executive producers for Treefort are Kelly Garner and Lisa Ammerman. Touchy Feely Films executive producer is Dan Carey. Our series producer is Rachel Whitley Bernstein. Original theme music by Via Mardo. Oscar Guido is our executive in charge of production. Tom Monahan is head of audio for Treefort. Animations created by Alex Sokol. Audio production supervision and editing by Maxwell Carney. Additional audio assistance and mixing from Abby Sullivan and Matt Dyson. Video editing by Brian Barcheski. With additional production management from Renee Levesque. Lastly, for more information, go to chinwagpod.fm and find us on Instagram or TikTok at chinwagpod or on Twitter at chinwag underscore pod. Oh, my stars, Steve. My stars and stripes. We have some exciting news. Shall we tell them? We should reveal that Chinwag is hitting the road again and going on a West Coast tour. Yes, that's right. If you missed us in your fair city, truly, friends, don't fret, don't fear, don't have a panic attack. (laughs) Do not panic. We will be recording live Chinwags in May in Los Angeles, Portland, and Seattle. Yes, in L.A. we'll be at Dynasty Typewriter on May 14th. You can go to chinwagpod.fm slash Los Angeles for tickets. And on May 16th, we're going to be in Portland at Revolution Hall. For those tickets, go to chinwag.fm slash Portland. And we'll be at Town Hall, the great town hall in Seattle on May 17th. For tickets to that, go to chinwagpod.fm slash Seattle. You do not want to miss this. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be mighty, mighty. So get your tickets at chinwagpod.fm and we will see you there. Come on out, waggers. Come out, waggers. Come out. (laughs) Come out of hiding. (laughs) Have you ever wondered why we call French fries French fries? Or why something is the greatest thing since sliced bread? There are answers to those questions. Everything Everywhere Daily is a podcast for curious people who want to learn more about the world around them. Every day, you'll learn something new about things you never knew you didn't know. Subjects include history, science, geography, mathematics, and culture. If you're a curious person and want to learn more about the world you live in, just subscribe to Everything Everywhere Daily wherever you cast your pod.